1: Your host for Fail Better. And today I welcome somebody really special, Stacy Erickson. She's my pen pal in the US. Stacy got a BA, a bachelor's degree in astronomy. Also, she's a teacher and a school librarian. And when she had children, she decided to homeschool as she lives in a rural area in New Mexico. You're a full-time mother, a home tutor, and I quote, you work hard to keep your sanity and keep your daughters happy during COVID times. Welcome, Stacy.
0: For
1: having me <laughs> <laughs> so today I would like to discuss the beauty and challenges of parenthood as a parent but also as a woman education kids are still very much a woman's thing but for the dads the grandparents and anyone out there who's the primary caretaker I want you to, to be inclusive and look at the challenges the successes in general when one becomes a parent and we have to juggle a job personal development and children mm-hmm. Stacy could you tell me something about your current situation? Where are you at present as a parent and as a woman?
0: Uh, I am in like a liminal time in my life right now, trying to find out where I am as a parent and a woman. <laughs> Actually, uh, you know, we moved to New Mexico during the pandemic. And when we moved, I stopped working. And so I have had to kind of, Refigure out you know how to reorganize and and live our lives you know whether it be well you know it used to be I had a schedule with work and now I have no schedule and it's just me and the kids and it's uh you know some days we're real organized and get lots of stuff done and other days it's like mom can I watch movies all day and uh <laughs> so we're you know, it's like, well, OK, it's kind of we'll make it educational. You know, I'm used to twisting things. We homeschool. I can find educational value in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we're 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 kind of struggling. Uh, we're, we're kind of struggling with life, but it's, it's looking up. Mm -hmm. But it's uh, trying to find that normal pace again. We're not there yet.
1: Well, I would say, you know, in the current situation, finding normal, I think, is probably the challenge the entire world is (laughs) (laughs) confronted with. And I would say, yes, um, it, it looks like actually exactly that. You're in a transition still and still transitioning from one situation to the other. That's what I'm hearing, actually. Yeah. So I mean thinking again of, of what a single dad once told me, um the salami days. I don't know if you ever heard of that concept, but I always loved that that name or that, that yeah concept he came up with, where he was basically <laughs> saying that his day was divided in different slices where he would be alternating his work and parenting, and from the moment, you know, the kid would wake up until it you know, he or she you know, he went to bed, he had he was dead of a little son. So he also mentioned the frustration he felt um, often because he felt he was just failing at both, because he was never really in the moment. He said, "At seven o'clock, I would be full on dad mode, and by um, but by seven thirty, quarter to eight, I was already like anticipating the job meeting, the things I had to be doing. By nine o'clock, he had dropped off the kid at school. Nine five, he was going back. To, you know, he was going to work." Being on dad mode, but then by let's say three, four o'clock ish, you know, he was already like thinking, and okay, picking up the kid, and preparing some some sandwiches, you know, because he'll be hungry. Maybe some school activity, and he was saying it was just so stressful. Do you recognize things of of what I'm, of that experience? Does it sound familiar?
0: Um, <laughs> yes and no. Um, ever since I've had kids, if When I have worked, I've always been able to work from home with real flexible hours. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did this as a single parent, too, for five or six years. You know, I'd go to bed with my kids at 8 o'clock at night, and then I'd wake up at 3 a.m. in the morning, and I'd work until 7 in the morning when they woke up. And, and, you know, oh, Sesame Street came on, and I'd work while my kids would watch that. And so there's always been some juggling, Mm -hmm. but um, I know as— as a homeschooling parent, I've always homeschooled my kids. I've been doing it for twelve years now. Mm-hmm. They just—they've kind of always been the focus of my life, and so I've—I've I've learned, and I worked at home for mm-hmm. eight years, and so I learned these are my work hours, and this is my my home time, and and I was able after eight years to shut them off and, and differentiate them. Yeah. Um, It took a long time to be able to do that,
1: but now I'm just scattered everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) But what I'm I'm hearing is basically the the fact that you got yourself organized and you got that privilege, I call it a privilege as well, to be able to work from home. And my guess is as well that, well, that's probably one of the positive uh, consequences of COVID is that... um, that idea of working from home has become more accepted because it was not a choice whereas in the past um and thinking of, of um the dad i just um you know mentioned uh, it was not an option and i think even less so as a man um i would like to bring in as well that he very often said that he felt like the i'm not saying the ugly duckling but like the strange bird you know in the crowd on playgrounds where it was very you know just 90%, the majority were women and moms. Yeah. And he would be there as a single dad by himself or, you know, even in, in parenting groups, he would be the dad asking the questions that moms normally ask because the dads were, you know, at work. And he, he found that very um, uh, isolating in a way as well, in both ways, because society was not having that understanding you know that, right. that as dad, he was the primary caretaker. I do think, as women, we probably do have that advantage that just people automatically assume we're moms. It's fine. You know, there's this. This the child is sick. You know, the child had some problem at school. We we just drop it and we can go and 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 pick him up. But as a man, right. he felt it, there was way more, um, you know, justifying to be done and uh, a bit of frowning as well. You know. Colleagues at the beginning, as soon as they knew the situation, things were were better. They understood, but there was this kind of he felt um, attitude which was different towards him than you know his female colleagues who had children. Do you feel that in the US? um, How is it like in the US? I mean, I'm talking now about Belgium, actually, where I would say Mm -hmm. in terms of rights as parents, as moms, I would say they're aiming for as much as possible equality, but it's obviously in, in reality. I'm not there at all, but anyway. So I was wondering, in the U.S., have you got similar experiences? How is it, actually?
0: Um, I know I've really only ever seen one father at a playground. Mm -hmm. And um, I I, uh, I was – it's funny. So my my oldest daughter is on the spectrum, so I've always kind of had – different issues with parenting than a lot of Mm -hmm. other parents have and it was really funny because you know if you meet a mom and you like her and the kids like you go out together and it's no problem you know I was going out to coffee with this dad and his kids and people would look at us and one of his friends was like you know shaking his shoulder and winking his eye at us and it's like oh my gosh why can't we be parents and you know helping each other with our parenting Mm -hmm. problems you know that was that was that was interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I know as parental rights, gosh, there's a, a bill going through where they're, they're having to drop a lot of parental to help for parental pay and stuff from it in the United States. And it's just, it's kind of crazy that we don't have here what other countries have and that it's, I don't know, it's still frowned upon. It's, My friends, uh, some of my friends, they like they'll work for a lawyer's office and they're like, you take as much time as you need and you can work from home as long as you need with your kids during the pandemic. But then other people are like, well, you need to come in. I actually quit one of my jobs because they're like, you know, you you need to separate your parents and your kids. And this was at a school for homeschoolers. Wow. And uh, yeah, they're like, you know, I nurse. I'm an extended nurser. I, I nursed most of my kids for about three years each. And mm-hmm. so I'd have my kid with me so I could nurse them. And they're like, no, you can't have your kids here if they're over a year old to nurse them. And I'm like,
1: what? really? Oh, that is, that is, yeah. I will find it very violent, actually. Um, did you have that <laughs> yeah. to say it like that? No, one year and done and over with. I mean, says who, determines who. <laughs> yes. Wow. That, that's yeah. a very, very different. Um, well, very different from what I know in Belgium and New Zealand I'm not so familiar because both my daughters were born in Belgium so I can't um speak you know for New Zealand but I do definitely know that in Belgium it's it's not ideal either but I would say mm-hmm. I feel it, it I I never heard at least personally I I, I wanted to, I mean I'm I'm a mom I wanted to go back to work after my three months I was very much um I guess again, parenting is not always the same and I think it's about how you feel about it. And I personally felt after three months I needed to go out, I needed to be doing my work again because I felt that being at home with just a baby and, and all that was just too much for me. I needed a kind of balance somehow. But again, mm-hmm. I, I remember as well being judged, uh, not necessarily by work or by colleagues or anything, but more judged sometimes by other moms actually who would start mm-hmm. you know pointing at the fact that probably I was not such a good parent because how could I just um you know uh leave my daughter at at a, at the a daycare but I was still finishing my phd back then and I just felt that having her at home I I couldn't focus and I wanted to finish somehow the work i had started and Another thing Mm -hmm. as well, I don't know how, how it was for you, but it is something that is not all... I think parenthood is like, I would say, probably the best kept secret um you're pregnant and everybody tells you oh it's amazing but nobody tells you about all the challenges that come after whether you're a mother or also a father because i i really do think that it's it's not easy for men either just um leading to our convers to our interview today I, i know i also spoke again to my partner and asked him well what was your experience about it and he was saying similar things the in, in Germany, Andreas is German, uh, parents have two weeks uh, well, fathers have two weeks parental leave, but he saw mm-hmm. how exhausted I was and, and how physically, well, you know, you have to recover as a woman, and he just said right. like, I felt so frustrated that I could only take up two weeks, and then he ended up taking another two weeks just of his leave to be one month mm-hmm. but one month, well, I think all parents will agree, what is a month when you've just had your first <laughs> child or even your second yeah. one, it's a joke isn't it so I do think that actually society and because we're talking of failure I think society is not failing women necessarily alone it's just failing parents that is kind of the bottom line I I had and when I'm hearing what you're telling me in the US it also does look that there's still a lot of work to be done oh yes Um, anyway we'll have a quick short break we'll then play uh, It's Okay Try Again by The Shins
2: Sometimes you will Hold you hold times you win
1: okay Stacy, what is your perspective actually on balancing the responsibilities as a parent and your personal dreams and ambitions? Um, do you feel that society has different standards and expectations, depending if you're a man or a woman? And what about your own expectations and standards?
3: Uh,
0: <laughs> I you know I was I was talking with my husband about this and He's like, you know, Stacy. that what you see out of society is a lot different from what a lot of other people see, because I've chosen to homeschool my kids. And I've, I've given, I don't want to say I've given up my life, but I had a professional career and I said, no, I'm going to put it a, aside for my kids. Mm-hmm. And some people that's, you know, A-OK and power to you and other people are like, well, you know, homeschoolers were not always looked upon very favorably before the pandemic, and opinions have, have changed a lot
3: mm-hmm. uh,
0: during that time. But um, uh, my personal dreams uh, I dropped out of graduate school when I found I was pregnant with my first daughter because I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to finish graduate school and have my job and be a parent. Mm-hmm. So, what I've, I've kind of done is I've kind of made my goals and interests a lot of my kids' goals and interests and vice versa. Like, um, you know, um, we were trying to do, like, California history. And history textbooks are kind of boring. And my daughter's like, can't we just go see where the gold rush was? And it's like, yes, what an amazing idea. So all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, you know. We plan a trip and we go see where gold was discovered in California and we learn so much and it just kind of became, okay, what do you want to learn about now? And then we just kind of dive into whatever the kids want to learn. So a lot of their goals and interests are mine. Mm-hmm. But then I also have things I want to do on my own. I, I love, I love writing. <laughs> I know, know that. I love.
1: <laughs> I know that you love and, writing. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well,
0: finding time to do it it's like oh my gosh it, it, I guess the pandemic has made everything so much harder because it's thrown our lives into such disarray and uh I it, it will be nice for some normalcy to come back so I can find Stacy you know I'm always Rowan's mom or Molly's mom and you know I want
1: to I want to be Stacy I've lost mm-hmm. Stacy a little bit and mm-hmm. I, I'd like to find her again well, I what I find really interesting about what you just mentioned is, like, you said you gave up a career and, and then do homeschool, but what mm-hmm. I think you, you seem to be very hard on yourself, there is, you found the creativity as well through that, and you're learning, and I think when you look at it objectively, how many people can say, having a job, men or women, that they don't feel stuck and that they're still learning and evolving? I think that there again, I think you mentioned uh, indirectly, at least that's how I interpret it as well, that exactly society can have a very hard look on parents, on women who decide to homeschool, but actually not take into account that it's a learning journey and that what you're telling me, the interest in the gold rush, we just made it a trip, you learned a lot as well. Who can say that in certain kind of jobs? Not everybody is in a position or in a job that he or she likes,
3: mm-hmm. I
1: think. And I think there's a lot of growth as well. So what you might be losing, let's say financially because let's let's face it as well i think having a job primarily is about having an income as well i mean you're yeah. gaining i would say on a, on a human and personal level that i think only a few of us can you know have and i would say that's an enormous privilege and i think it's very beautiful not something to say like well you know i think it's it's huge and very important i also do think yeah. that um Again, um, something I experienced, I don't know if in the US it was, was like that, but I did experience that in a way in New Zealand, but also in Belgium, the divide a bit between like, let's say, and now I'm talking about our gender, working mom or not working mom, this kind of competition, which I think is probably a female thing, like, you know, are we a good yes. mom? Are we good enough? And then, you know, I would be, I'm a poor baker, I can share that with you, so I would get, like, the quickly ready-made <laughs> cake from, hopefully, the best baker in, and pâtissier in Ghent, and, you know, the whole, the stay-at-home mom would have, like, this amazing, five-tiered, impressive cake, you know, and you would always feel like you're failing so badly, and at the same time, yeah. I wondered, you know, instead of being probably more tolerant and and accepting, I felt we were like in competition with one another, which I've always found very sad in a way. Um, You know, that we were not more solidarity and, and helping and understanding of one another, that there's not one, you know, one way of being a mom, not one way of being a dad, not one way of being a parent, but a diversity and a multitude of this. Yeah,
0: yeah. everybody, every child has different needs, every parent has different needs, and to say, well, you can only do it if you're working, or if you can only do it if you're home, or if you can only do it while you're sending your kids to school, it's just, life is not cookie cutter, you know, No. (laughs) no one learns to crawl, walk, or talk at the same time, it's ridiculous to have everybody, you know, do the same thing all of the time, and we really just do need, parenting is hard, it is It's the hardest thing, and I I really think we just need to all be there and supporting and encouraging each other because, man, it's,
1: well, what they used to say, it takes a village to raise a child, isn't it? It's, it, it used to be, I think, way more so, and in, and in, in that's at least maybe I'm idealizing it in the past. We were looking at raising children with the grandparents at home and sometimes even the larger extended family. And I think all those, um, I would say those structures are slowly eroding, isn't it? We're way more yeah. on our own, I think, than what it used to be. Coming back, also, you said that you feel like you've been losing Stacy a bit along the road. Um, <laughs> for what it's worth, I remember a friend of mine, uh, a children psychologist, who once said in one of my big crisis moments as a parent, uh, "Think of mm-hmm. an airplane when there is a, you know, some." tragedy about to happen they always say put the oxygen mask on first and then you help the one sitting next to you and she said it's the same with your children sometimes yep. it's it's we i think we tend to lose it as parents maybe even more so as moms or caretakers i want to be careful like here i think that's, that's and again dads as well may be struggling with that um yeah it's this thing of like Making time for oneself, because taking care of one of oneself, that's where it starts with. So I always found that image of the oxygen mask in an airplane very, very useful at times when I'm feeling overwhelmed by my parenting role and I tend to put myself aside. Um, so just something I wanted to share with you from as a parent to another parent and trying to find back Stacy if you feel that way at the moment and maybe too scattered all over the place. Think of the oxygen mask.
0: (laughs) No, it's so true because you can't take care of your family if you can't take care of
1: yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll have to quickly round up here. So I'm... I read another uh, you know, topic which I found really interesting. The good enough parent, which originally came from the good enough mother, which was developed by Donald Winnicott, an English pediatrician and psychoanalyst. It basically states that as a parent, we can give our children undivided attention all the time and that from frustration, actually, a kid learns to deal with future disappointments because the world as we know it is far from perfect. Is good enough actually enough when we're a parent? Or do you think we're too demanding to ourselves and we're setting ourselves up for for failure?
0: I think that good enough if it's coming from the perspective of you love your kids and you're doing the best you can, it's okay. But I think if it's, you know, coming from a neglectful, you know, oh that's good enough for the kid. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's bad, but if you're doing the best you can for your kid, there's Mm -hmm. a lot to juggle. You've got to, you know, balance your home and your work and your social life and your kids needs. And nobody's perfect. You just really, you have to do the best you can. And Mm -hmm. I think good enough if it's you know done with all of your heart and you know in the best interest of your kids and yourself i think it's
1: okay well i think that actually it is exactly what you're mentioning it is from the perspective of like doing the best you can and uh, Mm -hmm. if there is something i'm hearing from you is that you're doing way more than the best you can and i would say don't forget, Stacey, along the road. Um, I would want to thank you very much, Stacey, for contributing today. As you know, I will have two more programs now on parenting and juggling work-life balance. Meanwhile, I would say thank you for listening today. I'm Tanya for Fail Better. And we'll finish on a hopeful note that you chose, Stacey, Three Little Birds by Bob Marley. Next program, I'll welcome Professor Dr. Andy Maslow, who will discuss work-life balance, gender equality from a legal point of view. Stay safe. Safe and take care. big hugs Stacy and we'll be writing <laughs> soon. Bye-bye.